Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Phil and Leroy Judgmental Podcast. I'm Leroy. This is Phil over here. All right, we have a special guest. Uh, first, before I get to our special guest, I want to ask, uh, we're in a Wild Studios, and I want to ask Micah, how how many episodes of the Judgmental Podcast as you listened to? You you only did one here, right? No, I didn't. No, I haven't. See? <laughs> See? You he, said, he did say here. Here, no, but I said, how many have you listened to? Just that one. Damn, man, that's cool. And you, are, you a member too, man. Damn. <laughs> right, what is? Uh, we have a guest uh, today. Is a celebration, a somewhat of a celebration. We gonna celebrate. If you want West Philly, we gonna celebrate cousin Danny Exotic Haven. We got what is Danny Junior. What's up, Danny Jr.? How you been? What's going on, man? I'm in the building, man. In the building. All right. All right. Representing. <laughs> Is this weird for you? No, it's not weird. It's we, cool. We're going to celebrate your spot. All right. It used to be the Ponytail, 320 South 52nd Street. All right. So, first of all, how your father been? Oh, uh, man. Pops is cool, man. You know, just getting old, just, you know, just aging with grace, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think I know this question. I'm about to celebrate, but where'd you grow up? Grew up uh, West Philly slash Paulsboro, New Jersey. Oh, shit. I thought you was from Southwest. Southwest, I- too. I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> uh, Southwest is where, you know, I was there when I was born, maybe to like about like five. Then we moved to, you know, Paulsboro, New Jersey. But then, you know, Pops had the original bar was uh, 46 in, uh, in Market called the L-Stop. Okay. So therefore, you know, like both summers, that's where I would spend, you know, West Philly right there on uh, 46th and Market. Okay. Right across from West Park Projects. And your father's from Liberia. Yeah, father and mother from Liberia. Okay, so when did they move up here? You know, Pops got to the country when he was like uh, like 13 years old. Maybe it was like 68. Okay, shit. I thought you were going to say he was like 20 or 30, like up in age or something. No, man. He came here real early. He was like, uh, you know, one of the first pioneers in in, uh, Philadelphia, first Liberian pioneers. He was here, you know, one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. Like to really, you know, we got a big uh, community in Southwest now of, um, you know, Liberians. You know, that's why I thought you was from. And I always see you uh, uh, Instagramming. Uh, that you went Southwest or Cobbs Creek and right, all that right, shit. Right, I just automatically. Right. That's where I live. Southwest. I mean, I mean Southwest, man. I'm the people's like, oh, well, all the Africans in Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm African. Yep. I live in Southwest. I guess that's astigmatism. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I just thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing people be thinking about the Puerto Ricans, like all oh, Puerto Ricans, all the Badlands. They all in their neighborhood. We you know we in our neighborhood too, right. man. Right. So. so you said your father held the L stop. Now yeah. he bought the L stop where when. We bought the L stop like 1988 is probably what I'm thinking. 1988. And when did he? Uh... We sold it to SEPTA. See, check this out. SEPTA came to us about 1998, and uh, they were saying that they were going to, you know, redo the L because you know they, they always plan ahead of time. Right. And they were saying that they're going to knock this whole corner down. That's what they want to do. So they really came with us for like a low ball offer to try to buy the place. In 98, and we was like, no, you know, we're not taking that. We're not, you know, you know, we're not taking that. And then um, two weeks later, L and I came in. 
and shut us down for all types of various violations. Like I think we're going to have a similar situation later on, but continue on. Right, right. Ellen <laughs> I come, well, I mean, it, it, when you were business in Philadelphia, you know, pressing, you know, mess with my pop, man. We was always into the shit with them. You know what I'm saying? But they came through, shut us down. You know, and um, for all types of various stupid violations, we got it all together. We probably closed for like two months. Pop's like, no, I'm gonna play hardball. Like y'all, you know, y'all think y'all wanna, you know, try to. Play, play this game to try to get a shut down so we can sell for cheap. It's like, no. So we did, we did all our corrections, made everything right, opened back up, and made them uh, actually play hardball. Okay. So you sold it when? We actually we signed a contract in 99, but they said they, they really wasn't going to knock it down until 2000, 2001. So mm-hmm. they said, we'll give you like two years. We'll, we'll give you this, this money, and we'll give you two years to operate without, you know, no... no but nothing like it's going to be our property, but you can still operate. We're not going to knock it down for a while. So basically, it was just a free run right. for two years. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, so then we bought. Uh, that's when we yeah, bought. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. So 2001, you bought the pony to. Uh, well, no, no, actually we bought it 2000. Okay, two, 2000. 2000, you bought the pony tail. Bought the pony tail. Another West Philly institution that you turned into another West Philly institution because of Danny Exotic Haven. Yeah, right. <laughs> and everybody, you know, no matter what, everybody still called it the ponytail. Yes, we did too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it eventually got to Cousin Danny's, but you know what I'm saying? But eventually, you know, uh, you know, it was always the ponytail. It's still to this day people talk about the ponytail. I remember somebody asked me about that, and he was like, you be go to strip clubs. You ever been to Exotic Haven? I'm like, where does that? He's like, West Philly. I was like, where? And once we broke it down, I was like, oh, you talking about the ponytail? I was like, yeah, I've been there. All the time. That's, but that's, <laughs> I've never called it the new name. It's always been a ponytail. So was it a strip club when it was a ponytail or was it just a bar? Oh, no. It was a strip club since like the early 60s, man. Oh, I see. I always thought that that was just a, a bar. I don't know it was a strip club. Have you been there when it was the ponytail? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never been in there. Yeah, it was it was a uh, strip club for a long time, man. Even I read this book about the uh, black mafia, you know, and uh, and it's in the it's in the book too. It said uh, like Sam Christian and all them guys. They used to go there, had these little meetings and shit like that. Right. And it's kind of like crazy because you know the bar still the same, how it looked the same with the booths and like mm-hmm. just imagine like them old time gangsters in them booths. Like you just never know. Like that history of, of that bar is kind of crazy. Go ahead. We See, go. I was gonna say me and my squad. We used to work at the car wash out Westchester. And as soon as we get off work, that was the first spot we hit when we get off the L. Mm-hmm. And that was when it was a ponytail, you know what I mean? Right. And we used to like it because it used to open up early. So you can hit it like right after work. Then it started opening up later. So that was kind of messing us up. We got to find somewhere to go first, you know what I mean? And then hit that spot. I'm going to tell you some backstory about that on why we ended up uh, opening up a little later at 6 o'clock. Because we used to open up at 3 o'clock every day, you know what I'm saying? But then the kids... You know, because the crazy dynamic of it, you know what I'm saying? I'll get to that later when, when they put us on the cover of the Daily News and all this bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think we'll kind of get to that, but go ahead. Yeah, but it's a, um, it's a, it goes middle school, church, strip club, Chinese store, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's kind of real crazy how that goes. So, But the kids used to get out of school and then, you know, walk past the bar. And it was kind of like a ritual for kids. You know pop what I'm saying? Trying to open the door, pop oh, yeah. the door, trying to see a, a titty or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? And a couple of them kids' moms was even in there, man. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? They got to eat. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, we just said, it's like, you know what? For the respect for the neighborhood, we just open up a little later. All right. So what was you about to say something? So why would you, okay, you had a regular bar. Now you have a, a strip club. Now, why would you get into the, why, why would your father 
getting well you was of age i was of age all right so why would you get into the strip club business i mean when we got there it was 2000 i was 19 years old like we had a choice between the bar right now. It's called Asmira's on 65th and Haverford. Wait a minute. Y'all, y'all ended it? Oh, you was going to buy it. That was our choice of bars oh, okay. to buy before they bought it. Before it was named Asmira's and all that. All before right. they even had it. That was one of our spots, too. That's, that was our two choices to buy when Scepter gave us that money and was like, you know, what are, where do we want to go, right? So we figured we already have the spot on 50th and Market. You know, that's our, uh, that's our hall right there. So we... We want to stay close to the home base. So that was a driving factor. And, I mean, you know, it's women. It's a strip club. Who, who wouldn't want to buy a strip club over a regular bar any day of the week? So we bought the strip club. I mean, I was 19 years old. I was pushing pops like, yo, man, I think we need to get it. I think we need to do it. And you know what? My first job in there was, you know, hiring the dancers. You know what I'm saying, oh, like, like imagine a 19 year old kid, mm-hmm. man. Like, this is your job. <laughs> a dream come true, huh? To hire dancers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's kind of crazy. All right. So, what's the pros and cons? All right. What's the pros first? The pros is I got real comfortable with women. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you got a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, over the years, you know, you know, we stockpiled them all. You can just go ahead, imagine. Go ahead, Micah. I see you. <laughs> I see. You. <laughs> go ahead. You can just imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like being in that position. You know, I mean, sometimes, like uh, I remember one time I-, I told this girl she came to audition, and uh, I told you, you know, you got to come up to my office. I was like real serious with it. I'm 19 and shit. Like, I'm being real serious with it. I got to take you up to my to my office and shit. Like, you know, you got to take all your clothes off. I got to make sure you don't got no bullet holes or stab holes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she's like, okay. It comes up there. And I'm like, if you scared now, how you going to be scared with a club full of people? Right. And you scared to take your clothes off in front of me. Mm-hmm. So she actually got to relax a little bit, took her clothes off. And, you know, needs to say she got the job. I mean, needless to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She got the job. So that's the audition process. They got to walk up to your office and take their clothes off. Yeah, that's what it was when I was younger, man. And, you know, you know, sometimes you abuse power. Oh, shit. And sometimes you just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? But as I got older, you know, the, the process became a little bit more, you know, due diligent. But, you know, when I was younger, man, it was, it was what it was when we got there, man. 2000, 2001, that was life, man. That was life. Rockstar. All right. Was. So what's the cons? Couldn't keep a real relationship. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why is that? Because what woman want their man, you know what I'm saying, in a strip club, seven days a week. We was open seven days a week. Your birthday, Jesus' birthday, my birthday, every day. Thanksgiving, we opened up every single day. And that was, and that was kind of the good thing about that spot. Because you can always be like, you know what? Let's go to, let's go to the ponies. You know what I mean? True. And we was always open. Mm-hmm. No matter what, man. Christmas Day, we open, man. Okay, man. Christmas gifts right in right the spot, man. We got the girls dressed up like like Christmas presents. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it just is what it will. It just is what it is. But that type of situation, you can't never have a, a real relationship because no woman's going to trust you in that mm-hmm. situation. You know what I'm saying? Another con is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just can't even think of another one. <laughs> it was all good for real on my side. I'm pretty sure lie. from what we know about strip clubs, it was a whole bunch of catty women. That's the next question. Mm. Uh, how's it like dealing with strippers? Well, I mean, I never dealt with one on the relationships. No, 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 no. Deal, I mean, like dealing with as, you, know, you know a business owner. It, really. it, it kind of felt like I was um, Bernie Mac and Players Club. <laughs> I gave a lot of speeches. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we men, so we know what we want. 
and we know what the game is. I tell them, you know what I'm saying? Guys will come in, give them a couple dollars, and then they sleep with them that night. You know what I'm saying? Then they come back and want to know why the guy won't tip them. I'm like, listen, man, you're selling fantasies. The minute you give up the fantasy, you lose your money. And it's like I just keep having to hammer that that you know that point home. And it was like some of them just don't get it, man. But it just is what it is. I'm just like you know, either you're here to make money, or you're here just to fuck, just give free pussy up. Like I I, I don't you know supposed so, to be here to make money. So you are master motivator slash therapist. Slash, I, I guess I sold a lot of pussy, and I ain't even got one. You know what I'm saying? I, I sold a lot because what, what I realized was, you know what I'm saying, when, the, when they was in there, they, they're going to do it anyway, especially like try to sneak in the back, give the lap dances. You guys know. I know you guys. I, I know y'all, man. No comment. Right, I bet. So when they used to go to the other side and give, you know, the lap dances or whatever like that, you know, some of them used to give up, you know, little special favors, and I'd catch them, and then they'd be mad at me, and everybody mad at me, whatever. So I say, listen. As long as I get my cut, you can do what you want. If I don't get my cut, I'm going to draw. You know what I'm saying? Because you're in my club and, you, and you know, everybody getting satisfied but me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, so that's just what it was, man. I ended up, you know, being uh, a definitely a master motivator on that, on that side. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's the funny, weird stories happening there? What's the what? Funny, weird stories. Funny or weird or and weird. Stories. Oh, man. You know, that place goes crazy, crazy stories. But we had this one dancer one time. You know, um, her name was Skinny Diamond, we used to call her. You know what I'm saying? So stuff used to get missing all around with the dancers because, you know, all them women get catty. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Big Kim. You know what I'm saying? Because she definitely held the, held the spot down with all the dancers over the years. She was the one that's basically there the longest. And and we even had a a, a little funny um, personals episode. I don't know if you uh, guys we gonna get to yeah, that. We gonna yeah, get to yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she always held the spot down. But this one particular girl was just stealing stuff here and there from different girls, and everybody stealing what? Just I mean, listen, man, go go boots. You know what I'm saying? Outfits. Stuff like that. That them outfits cost a couple of dollars, man. <laughs> them girls go down South Street and spend that money for them little fancy outfits. And then you see another chick in another club dancing with your outfit on. You know what I'm saying? It's nasty, but trust me, they do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crazy story. You know what I'm saying? Finally caught the girl stealing the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, shout out to Big Kim. Damn, they punched this girl's lights out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, they decapitated <laughs> this chick. And you know how big she is. Right. You know what I'm saying? But needless to say, nothing else got ever stolen again, stuff like that. But all types of like real stories though. Like I like I can get to a, you know, story where I almost got my ass knocked out. What happened? You know, big dude, you know what I'm saying? He the one to pay his tab. I gotta go up into him because we never had no real security guards. Like there was now we once in a blue <laughs> we had, you know. A real security guard. You had one, but we'll get into that later also. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was always, you know, people we hire, ragtag, right. people here and there, whoever going to take some, you know, some low money. Most of the time, it was my little ass that's a five, seven, 160 pounds would be trying to check somebody about some money <laughs> in the spot. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what it is. So big dude, you know, looks at me, stands up looking like, kind of like you ever... You guys seen Bad Boys, right? When um, Big Dude stands up on Martin, like you know. Mm -hmm. So I, 
that shit is all in the movie. So he said, personally, I'll knock you the fuck out. Like, I'm not telling this big motherfucker that because I know for real, for real, I'm not knocking this motherfucker out. I'm trying to get polite as possible to try to get my motherfucking money out of this dude. You know what I'm saying? So he looks at me like, you know, I usually knock motherfuckers out like you. So I'm looking at him and I know he probably could. So I listen, dog, all I want is my money, man. Like, you know, you owe who you owe. You owe the bartender. You know you got the drink. You know you bought the drink for the dancer, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Just pay the money, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to clear a heads always prevail. Needless to say, he didn't knock my, my, my head off. You know what I'm saying? He ended up paying his bill. Just, you know, stuff like that, man. Crazy stuff. Okay. So it's this time for... Well, time for what? Time for us to talk about our own stories. <laughs> uh, I was just... I'm a, I'm a, oh, no. Tell a story which you told me last week about how uh, you was following Danny. Oh, I was telling my wife that today... Cause she was, I said, we going to interview cousin Danny, and she was like, "What y'all gonna be talking about?" I said, "I don't know different shit," but I told her the story one time. Me and you left the club. I was supposed to follow you to this other spot. Mm. You remember that? No, you gotta, you gotta remind me, man. It was All right, so, so many nights. So we left out of there at the okay. same time. We both was parked on that side street. I don't know the name. The Lancy it. Street. Yeah, the little side joint. Uh-huh. So you said, "All right, follow me." You got in your car. I got in my truck. By the time I got going, I could have swore you was right in front of me. Oh, shit. So I'm following. I do remember. You remember? Shit. I'm following, and then the person I'm following started doing sharp turns, running red lights. I guess they knew I was following, and they was like scared shitless. And I'm like, why the fuck is he trying to burn me? So I'm running red lights. I'm trying to stay on his ass, and I'm on his ass real tight. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? She goes to the police station and pulls up in a parking lot. So I'm like, what the fuck is Danny pulling up in the parking lot for in the police station? I pull right up next to the car, and I roll my window, and I look, and there's this black girl. She looked like she saw a ghost. Her eyes big. She's scared as she shit. Like, you to now, now my heart start pounding. I'm like, oh shit. This girl <laughs> thought I was fucking chasing her. Let me get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> my bad. You know what I mean? And then I just fucking skated off. And that's when I hit you up. Like, yo, where the fuck you go, man? He's like, where you at? And then he's, you know, <laughs> that shit was crazy though, man. But I was, I was chasing her like damn near all out West Philly trying to catch up to her. And she was trying to lose me. You know what I mean? Scared mm. like shit. He should have just called from the door like, dog, where is you going? <laughs> what is you doing out here, man? What I think is because you was parked in front of me on that block. Uh-huh. I think because I had the truck and, you know, I had like the little jimmied up because my seat, you can't start the truck unless you push the button where, you know, the button that slides your seat forward and round it back. Yeah. So I had it rigged up so you have to touch that and then you can start it. Oh, yeah, I can kill switch. Right. But it was inside that button. Right. So uh, I think when I was messing around with all that, once I got it going, I looked up, I seen her pull out, and I thought that was you because she had a dark car too. Uh, and that's why I started following yeah, her yeah. through. Yeah, she was crazy. And uh, <clears throat> before I get, well, we have more stories, but before I get to that, um, discretion. Anybody that know me, don't, don't fucking call me and saying that, oh, yeah, oh, so you did this and that, this and that and whatever. Don't call Philip. Don't call me about Philip about none of this stuff because anything that happened to cousin Danny stays with cousin Danny. This is this was years ago. This was years ago. We bettered our lives for the better. Philip is a married man now with a daughter. We better our lives now. Don't laugh, Micah, because I know you over there laughing in front of the computer. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where we were. We where were we before? Me, it was me, you, and your cousin. I don't want to say his name. You can say his name. Uh, Pooh. It was Pooh. You know my cousin Pooh. Mm-hmm. So me and you and Pooh had one. Of it. She was like, all right, man, let's go to cousin. I think we was in um, the spot on Master Street. I think we was there that, first. That corner bar? Yeah. yeah. I think we was there first. Because cause that was like our first one. 
mm-hmm. because they will show uh, Saturdays. You know, was normally like fight, fight, fight day or whatever. Pay per view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we either go there for free, watch it for free, or the the bar the um, bouncer used to charge five dollars. So either way, it was cheap, okay. whatever, and we could see all the fights. So after the fight was over, we were hanging around there for a little while and didn't go to your spot. So I think we was over there first. So I went over there. It was your birthday party. It was mine? Yeah, it was your birthday oh, party. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, and uh, So I'm at the counter. I'm at the counter. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to pass out. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it coming. So I looked over. I said, like, damn, I'm about to sit. I'm about to pass out. So I looked over where, okay, you, you know where the uh, bar is. You know the, the walkway. The and you know where the seating, seating is. Right. So I looked over by the seat, and it was an empty seat. But the damn kerosene heater was there. Oh, I said, shit. damn, Infamous. I don't want to walk over. Okay, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about that uh, infamous? Uh, yeah, because right, well, that's we, definitely. Do you a want funny me to finish story. the story? Or, yeah, because no, this no, kind of no, no, because this kind of has to do with with his story. The kerosene heater. Was you the guys there why, that night? Uh, I think he was. Yeah, I, but like, we. <laughs> all right, now t- t- see. No, I ain't fin- know if you finish wanted, your story. Yeah, All right, well, whatever. Though, well, so I looked and I said a kerosene heater. So I'm like, oh man, that incident that you about to speak on was over there. I'm like, man, I don't want to walk over there and like burn myself up or whatever. <laughs> Cause I feel it coming on. I'm like, damn, like the room is like spinning, all type of shit, like flipping, flopping. Yeah, you're like, I ain't trying to be a victim, right? And I'm like, damn, if I walk over there, what, what can happen and shit? <laughs> so all I know, I just woke up off the ground. Yeah, he, oh, passed, he passed out right I there at the bar. Up, well, I woke up off the ground, right? He was on the ground? Yeah, I was on the ground. Bah! It was right where your entrance at. You had the little flat door yeah. at the bar. Yeah. He was standing right there. And then from mid-conversation talking to us with a drink in his hand. Yeah. To the ground. To the ground. <laughs> this is a Saturday? Yeah, it was It was your birthday. So mm-hmm. here we go. So I hear the uh, the DJ, DJ. says so. What Shout DJ? out Chili C, man. <laughs> what did DJ dog. say? Oh, oh, we got a man down, man down. Somebody check on him. See if he all right over there. So then, so then I'm like, oh shit. He jumped up, but he jumped up to play it off like, hope ain't nobody see this shit. <laughs> but then the DJ put that shit on blast, and then a Kim came over, a couple yeah. other people came over checking yeah, on him. Yeah, the crew. So then, right? The crew. So it was your birthday party. So you were sitting there chilling in the chilling in the uh, the the seating area, and it was and it was like somebody passed out. Wasn't so the, the word got around. Two girls with me because because one of the birthday parties I was in the booth man I had like I had two different chicks with me. Well, you was around a whole bunch of females. I don't know oh, yeah. if they was. Yeah, it could have been. It happens all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm. And they was like, somebody passed out. So then the word go like further down. Somebody passed out. Oh, and you shit. was like, who passed out? Like looking around. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, thank God that he ain't see me pass out and shit. I would never let this shit down. I already got to deal with Philip, so I know I'll never let this shit down passing out. No, but shit. it was a dude that was in there. He was laughing so loud. And he was like, yo, yo, check him. Make sure he all right. Remember oh, the loud yeah. dude? Oh yeah, the the, the thug boy and yeah. shit. And then one time we and then then another time we was this was like a week a week or so later we was coming in there. He was he was like we were kind of like walking in there at the same time, but he was walking slow. So I tried to beat his ass. I tried to like circle around him to beat his ass to go inside, so I know he wouldn't say anything. Right. And so then Philip he started walking slow. 
And so he was like, damn. And so the dude was like, well, damn, ain't that boy that just passed out? And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, damn, is you all right? I'm like, oh, shit, man. And I tried. And then he just started cracking up laughing. Oh, I said, I knew that hilarious. shit was going to happen. That's why I tried to beat your asses inside the, inside the spot. Before you yeah. see it. Uh-huh. The, the reason what made it more funnier is because every time we hung out, I'll be like, I get fucked up. He don't get fucked up. So I'm like, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to just make sure he keep drinking. He's going to get fucked up. I want to see his ass get fucked up. Fucked and up. then I will always right. get fucked up. So when he finally got fucked up and passed out, it was like the funniest thing in the world right. for me to like, see. I got it. I finally got it. Finally got it. All right. So y'all can talk about- And well, it was my birthday party. Yeah, too. it was your and birthday. Trust me. I think it was that day because I was in the booth. And I was like, damn, my party fucking lit, man. Niggas is passing out. <laughs> like, 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 this is what I want for my birthday party. Like, my motherfuckers, if I remember somebody said, yo, somebody passed out. I'm like, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. You have a birthday party, you want motherfuckers to pass out. Just not you, but you want motherfuckers to pass out. And I'm like, I'm glad you ain't see that shit. Because you like, who passed out? Like, looking all around and shit. I'm like, damn, thank God you ain't see it. But go ahead and tell your uh, car- the infamous kerosene heater story. I mean, listen, man. I mean, the bar was hood, man. The bar was hood. In the summertime, it was hot as fuck <laughs> all the time. I mean, like, I went to school for HVAC, man, on, on, on another note. But we was always hot as fuck in that goddamn bar. And in the wintertime, it was always cold as shit, man, Pops. Pops wasn't paying PGW. He had a beef with them and he wasn't paying the motherfuckers. So we wasn't getting no goddamn gas. You know what I'm saying? So we had the kerosene heaters, man. You know what I mean? Now everybody know. You come in the bar, we got the kerosene heaters. You clothes fuck around, come smell like kerosene when you leave out the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, like real shit. We got kerosene heaters in that joint. Now, we had this one dancer, you know what I'm saying? I'm even saying a name. Shout out Conda, man. Worked oh. for us for a long time. Hey, man, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> That's you know the story. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, one night she in there, you know what I'm saying? She on, you know what I'm saying? It's regular night, you know what I'm saying? Not blaming nobody. You know what I'm saying? She on. Now, the bar stools is about the same height as the kerosene heater. So I don't blame her. But that motherfucker is hot as shit. You can't even get close to the motherfucker without feeling that heat. You feel the heat coming off of the motherfucker. But so so did one question. Did she sit on it thinking it was the stool? She sat on it. Because I was, it was the there, but I was I was tipsy as a motherfucker. So I'm just sitting there and then I hear the shit. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I thought she flipped and landed on the kerosene heat. You know what I mean? So wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So she sat on the kerosene heater thinking it was a stew. When the kerosene heater was on and heat is coming out the motherfucker. But she used to drink Hennessy mixed with Taylor's port. And we call that shit speed. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like coke and dope. <laughs> so at that time, you know what I mean? You on Hennessy and Taylor's port, man. You know what I'm saying? You fucked up. That heat, it's cold as fuck anyway. So heat feel good. You go into the heat. Oh, so you get shit. close to the heat, you're feeling good, it's feeling good. As you get close to there, goddamn, now it's not feeling that good. That next thing you know, you're sitting on the motherfucker. And oh. she sat on the motherfucker mm. for at least three seconds before she realized her ass was burning. She got up, the ass was falling off. Oh, my God. Mm. Her skin was falling off her ass. Was she howling? Was she- like she really didn't scream like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a ah, what the fuck is that? Bitch, your ass fall off. <laughs> Burnt the shit out of there like she sat in a frying pan. Yeah, the yeah. way you said and, it is like she was. Well, like, because you got to think like if I'm out of and I'm just a little buzzed over here, not paying attention, 
And then I hear all the commotion. I see what's going on. I'm like, damn, she burnt her ass. What the fuck happened? You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, and it shout out to Kwana because it didn't slow her down. I think like a week later, she was dancing. She just had a patch right on her back ass. at it, man. Put the tattoos on it. Once it got fully healed, got it tattooed up, and was still shaking that burnt ass, man. She oh, smelled like man. motherfucking uh, toast in the morning. Oh, the smell, <laughs> the smell in that motherfucker had to be like <laughs> the smell of that burnt flesh and shit. Spurn flesh, burnt, spurn ass, man. Mm. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was wild. We had some wild nights. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't going to mention the uh, kerosene heater story, but thanks for bringing it up. Too. Well, because hey, well, we got the other side of the story. Because, like I said, you yeah. wasn't there, and I was there, but I wasn't paying attention. And when I looked up, I'm thinking like, oh shit, she flipped and burned her ass on the kerosene heater. You know, that's what I thought. It, it, it was real, man. I mean, we, you know, you got to talk about it every type of moments, man. Even you know the moment. You know, rest in peace, my man Orlando Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Like he got shot and killed in there. Like when you Google, you know, the bar, it pops up mm-hmm. as far as you know, bouncer killed in the bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, that was my man. I mean, he had a story and we had a situation over um, his baby mom's sister. You know what I'm saying? You know, he had seen his daughter, you know, on Woodland Avenue, and got his daughter something to eat. And his, um, well, his daughter came to him. On a situation like you know he wanted she wanted something to eat whatever but the uh, it's a real story real situation it always hits me hard when I tell the story but um his daughter came to him that day seen him on Willing Avenue like on some random shit but she was with her aunt which is baby mom's sister and his baby mom's sister was in a rush you know what I'm saying and you know some type of argument had went on between them so she went and told the dude that she was with at the time. You know, she had an argument with this dude. So he went and, you know, grabbed his gun. It's like, he gonna come see dude. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, bounced her at my bar. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because I picked him up that day. He had called me to say he had gotten into a situation. And he was like, you know, um, come get me. So I grabbed the truck up and I went and picked him up. But I actually had somebody with me. And I had like a little Ford F-150. So he sat in the back, like, like, like in the pickup part. You know, so... He actually didn't sit in the car with me, so we didn't get a chance to talk. We get back to the bar, and I like the dude that I was that was with. We was playing pool for some money. That's why I brought the motherfucker with me. You know what I'm saying? Because we playing pool for some money. Don't be rearranging no balls, motherfucker. While <laughs> while I'm here, I, I, I gotta go. Hold on, come with me. You know what I'm saying? So we came back. Table still how it was. You know what I'm saying? So we we finished our game. He didn't really get to tell me, but the dude that actually you know did the hit or whatever, came in the bar while I was gone looking for dude, but he wasn't there yet. You know what I'm saying? And he told somebody in the bar, don't come back here. It's, it's going to get dark. Like, it's, it, it's, something bad going to happen. That's what he said. Something bad going to happen. So don't mm. come back. So soon as my man come back, me and my man come back, the boy from the bar tell him, like, yo, somebody was up here looking for you. And he said, something bad going to happen. So he comes to me, was like, yo, can I leave? So, you know, like, he didn't tell me the story. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. My first reaction is, motherfucker, hell no. I done came and got your ass, stopped my pool game for some bread, came and got you. Now you asked me, can you leave? Fuck no, you can't leave. Stay your ass right here and work, nigga. Didn't you say you was going to work? Stay right here and work. I didn't know the story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I finished my game of pool. I come on the other side. You know the ponytail side, because anybody that hasn't been in the bar, it was a double bar. One was like a like like a little. It was called the Omen back in the day. Omen and the ponytail. We kind of called it the other side, and 
the you know exotic haven. So we was on the pool table side, basically, which is the other side. So I went back over to the you know ponytail exotic haven side where the strippers be, and had met with him. Me and him kind of like walked outside a little bit to go smoke, and you know basically chill for a minute. Little did I know, the dude that eventually killed this man was standing on Delancey Street, like right over there near the cars, near that church that's right over there on the corner of Delancey and 52nd, watching us. It's like maybe, maybe like five, six people outside and me and him, so like seven people all in general. There was some um, dudes from Bottom of the Sea, which is across the street from my bar right there. You know, y'all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were sitting on a bench right there watching the whole thing, but you know, it's just, it's August 7th it happened. You know, I mean, this is the, kind of like the anniversary month of it actually happened in uh, 2009. So they was watching, basically, you know, watching because they got the, like like that view. They see dude, he has a hoodie on. It's August 7th. It's like 90 degrees outside that day. But he has a hoodie on. And he keeps pacing back and forth between Delancey and 52nd, kind of like trying to get his opportunity. So we standing outside smoking, joking, talking shit. Everybody kind of like goes back in the bar eventually, like after like about a half hour outside. So me and him are the last two outside. Next thing you know, out of nowhere, these two girls go walking in the bar. Like they, they come from walking down 52nd Street and they go in the bar. So I tell him, I'm like, you know, you know, let's let's go in the bar. Let's go, you know, mess with these two chicks. So we go in there, and ironically, it's kind of crazy if anybody that's ever been in there, you know, it's it's a narrow walkway. You got the banquettes, which is the booths to mm-hmm. the left and the bar to the right. So it's a narrow walkway. And it's a Friday night, and our DJ, Chili C, shout out to him, he's late that day. It's Friday. So it's probably like 10.30, and usually we have a DJ in there at 10 o'clock. But everybody that's actually in that side of the bar is actually in the first maybe 10 bar stools and the first two booths. Nobody's on the back half. Everybody's in the first front half. It's weird because usually these people spread out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? People in the back, like on that side, whatever. So everybody's in that first area. So I walk in. Those two girls just walked in. They're at the first two bar stools. You know, like when you walk mm-hmm. in, like them first two bar stools. So I go to the to, to the one chick and I and I ask her, you know, you know what she drinking. She tells me what she drinking. So I go to the bartender. I'm like, you know, it's Angel. She's in there, and I'm like, uh, you know, get these two girls what they want. And then the music just cuts off out of nowhere because it's a jukebox. So it cuts off, music cut off. And I, I'm like, Yo, I'm, gonna, I'm about to, I look at him, Orlando, I'm like, Yo, I'm about to go play some music. And then uh, he's like, all right, go, yo, go play that shit. Because I know what he want me to play, that Lil Wayne and, um, and Jadakiss joint, Death Wish, which that was his shit at the time, which is kind of ironic. So I'm like, all right, I got you. So I get the dollar from the, from the bartender, you know what I'm saying? And I'm about to go to the jukebox to play the music or whatever. So I walk to the jukebox, put the, put the dollar in the jukebox, and spit it back out. I put it back in there, and I hear the door open up. You know what I'm saying? So soon the door opened up, I hear, from me, like the squeaking from the door closure. And then I hear the gunshot. It's like, pop, 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 pop. No natural reaction. Get low. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hear motherfucker scream. I and my first thought in my mind is we get robbed. So if we get robbed, guess what they're looking for? Me. 
<laughs> like they want me to open the safe or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're looking for. That's my first thought in my mind is they're looking for me. So I run to the back. You know what I'm saying? I, I run to the back, go to the other side. I got, I got, I go into the bathroom, I hide, whatever. My man Jay kind of sees me do that. He comes against me like, yo, you got keys to the front door, motherfucker. Let's get the fuck out the door. So I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. So I go out to the front door. Is that there's actually after a couple of minutes because I'm in, I'm in the bathroom hiding for a minute. I'm trying to like listen for uh, like gunshots or motherfucker saying where the owner at. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, nigga, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I'll act like I'm a regular motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> real shit. So I'm sitting hiding in the bathroom. I'm just listening. So, ironically, as this dude shoots, let me go back. The dude that's doing the pacing, as soon as we walk in the bar, this is what the dude from bottom of the seat tells me, you know, they, you know, their view. He waits about maybe 30 seconds and then starts his walk down 52nd Street to go into the bar. So we had seen me and O, we was outside smoking, talking, and there was this dude that just, this this whole story is kind of crazy and ironic. This dude just came home from jail. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't even know his name right now. I see him here and there sometimes. But he still had his blues on and his flip flops or whatever the fuck they give you when you when you go to jail. Damn. He still had all of that shit on. His first thought was when he got out of jail was come to the ponytail. He said somebody he knew that was in jail with, he was in jail with kept talking about the ponytail. They got these bitches in there. When you come home, my nigga, you got to come to the ponytail. Got to come to the ponytail. So this motherfucker, I swear on Jesus Christ, he still had his blues on, man. You know what I'm saying? And me and O was talking to this motherfucker outside. You know what I'm saying? We, we ended up giving him the L. We smoking with us and all that shit like that. But we went, we went back in the bar. So the dude that just, that was, you know what I'm saying, that eventually did the killing, walks down 52nd Street. So dude's outside of the bar. He opens the door for the ball that comes in there. Because there's two doors to get in the bar. It's, it's the front door, then it's the vestibule door. So he, he, he opens the door for dude as he walks in. You know what I'm saying? So the killer opens the second door. Now my man is the bouncer. So that's when I pick up, I hear the door open up. My man naturally, as bouncers do, go to somebody like this. You know what I'm saying? You know, hands up so we can search you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As he does the hands up situation, dude reaches out of his hoodie and pulls the gun out and shoots him four times in the chest. Dang. Hit every vital organ, his heart, his lung, his kidney. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it shot him four times, hit everything. You know what I'm saying? So I hear the gunshots, I run. Just as that happens, he shoots him and walks out of the bar. Now, the dude that just came home from jail standing outside like, God damn, he's still standing there with the door in his hand because that's how fast that shit happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's still shocked and didn't know what the fuck to do. So as he does it, dude's walking down the street past that church. Like I said, middle school church strip club. He's walking past that church. The dude that just came home from jail flags down a cop that's just ironically riding down the block. So he flags the cop down. The dude's still on 52nd Street, didn't even hit Pine Street yet. He flags the cop down and tells, and like, you know, cop pulls over. He said, somebody's been shot in the bar. And that motherfucker is the dude that did it. So it's a female cop. is in there by herself. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, 
basically she didn't go get the guy. Like basically, but she don't know what's going on anyway. Like it's, it is frantic. She want to understand the situation first. So soon she realized what's going on. She calls, I guess, backup, whatever. Another cop came, another cop car pulled up, and that's when I'm coming out of the front door of the bar. It came out the bar, and I see the two cops. Cause first the dude that came and got me, I'm asking him, who got shot? What happened? He said, I think somebody said they shot the bartender. That's a cute, cute ass bartender. It's Angel, light skinned Angel. I'm like, then why would they shoot her? Like, damn, like, you know what I'm she look good. You know what I'm saying? Why they shoot her? So I'm thinking they shot her. So I come out the door and I see the dragon, you know, see Orlando out the bar. You know, the cops, they throw you in the back, yeah. the back of the car and they, mm-hmm. you know, want to drive you to the hospital as fast as possible before, right. you know, ambulance can get there or whatever. So they're dragging him, and I see like his body. I see the blood come out of his mouth, and I'm just like, I just damn near drop. I'm like God damn! Like for one thing, me and him was just together. Like I was just with this motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? I, and and the whole story is incomplete because I know he had. To, he said he had to tell me something, but even we smoking and talking, it never got to the story that he had to tell me. You know what I'm saying? So it it kind of hit me, and then he's you know they throw him in the back of the car and they roll whatever like that, and it's just like. And then, you know, we go to the, you know, make a long story short, basically, we go to the police station later on that day because it was like kind of like first 48, you know, everybody that was in the bar had to go to the police station right. and had to talk to the cops, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know shit that actually happened, but I know what everybody was saying. Like, I, I'm getting different pieces. I got the story from what the bull told him because he was like, you know what I'm saying? The dude was like, you know, I just told him earlier that somebody was coming to kill. So I got that. I got right. that information. And then what the bar what the bar, I mean what the bartender said, cause she, you know, co-signed the whole situation. And I told basically the cops the whole situation, like, yo, this is what I heard about the situation. And they was able to, you know, piece the situation together and got the whole, you know, got the guy that did it and everything and you know, got him locked. He got locked up and everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, it's the first time I ever went to a murder trial, everything. Like that's it ain't like law and order. They they, they lie on law and order. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> right. That shit is real. Yeah, definitely well, real. rest in peace, Orlando. Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, man. <clears throat> Happened two thousand nine, man. Mm-hmm. This month. Huh? Crazy. All right. <clears throat> so another story we got is uh Phil's birthday. Oh man. Phil, we gotta lighten it up. Phil's birth yeah, I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit. Phil's birthday. So Philip mom called him. And uh, we met her at Lou and Chew's. Mm. So <laughs> Lou and Chew's, we drinking. I don't remember drinking that much. Lou and Chew's, we drinking. I don't remember what happened. Well, I know is we. My cousin had showed up. No, no, no. My cousin had showed up later. So uh, my cu- uh, we had left. Gotten gotten Philip's car. We drove to cousin Dang's. So uh, my cousin was in there and he left. I, all of a sudden, I fell out, fell on a, on a bar. Bouncer woke me up and said, yo, you fell asleep. You got a room. Man, so, dog, you always <laughs> been passing out in this spot, man. So, <laughs> you infamous, man. Let me find out. So he's like, yo, you got a room. Which so, bouncer was it? Uh, was it John? What'd he look like? Remember John used to be there? He had his girl working in there. You remember him, John and Alexis? You remember Alexis? Mm. Remember Alexis? Mm-hmm. I remember her. So if you remember Lexi, remember she had her dude in there. He was bouncing. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was her dude. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, you, you got a role. So I, I told Phil, I said, yo, they said we got, I rode with him. So I said, yo, we got a role. He said, you got a role. So Phil just handed me his keys. 
So I get in the okay, car. He wasn't ready to go. Man, no. He wasn't ready to go. I, I get in the car. I threw up on myself. Damn. I threw up on myself. And my cousin did come in there and left. I don't know what conversation we had and none of that shit because I, I was just like blacked out. Yeah, you don't remember shit. And uh, <laughs> so I'm in the car. Do you want to take it from was, here? Was that the Escalade or? Yeah, it was the Escalade. Escalade. You no, want to take it? So, uh, see, I don't remember just a bit. Go to far as you can go and then I'll pick it from there. All right, so. We was driving down the street. I remember driving down the street, and I remember the cop uh, sirens. Okay. So what happened was, I stopped mm. at a red. I was tore up. We both was lit, and uh, I stopped at the red light. But when that shit changed, I never moved. I, I'm like this, knocked out in the middle of the street. He knocked out in the passenger seat. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there. Oh, man. The cop behind us. Oh, so, man. So the cop walks up to the car with the light. And he put the light in my face. As soon as he put the light in my face, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, no, what are you doing? So oh, I was like, I'm waiting shit. for the light to change. He was like, bullshit. You know what I mean? He's that like, best bitch change. He said, yeah. He said, he's like, pull over. So I pulled over. You know what I mean? He checking my shit or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's crazy because this is the first time I got a DUI too. DUI. It was probably like three o'clock in the morning. Damn. And, and I told him, I was like, yo, I can't get in trouble. I'm in the military. You know what I mean? This is going to fuck me up, this and that, right? Right. So he was like, is there somebody you can call? I, I don't really want to take you in, but if you can call somebody, they can come right. get you, right. but just good. let it go. You know what I mean? I was like, not really, because I left my job and went straight to the bar. My mom set something up. So Why I, did you call me? You should have called me. You were drunk in my motherfucking bar. I, I, I wasn't thinking. There's a whole bunch of people I could have called, but in, in that moment, yeah, I was thinking. on my stupid joint. And you drunk. I was like, Everybody I know is there. Right. So there's nobody I can call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. So he's like, well, my hands are tied. The only thing I can do is take you. You know what I mean? Damn. So uh, was, I, I'd have caught any. I'd have read. I'd have afraid Rush Roulette and caught any motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. Like, I should have been looking back on it. There's so right. many other people I could have called. They've been mad at me. I'm calling 3 in the morning, but they'd have came. Right. But I didn't call nobody. And he just, he's like, I got to take it. And then the other cop was like, well, what are we going to do with him? He laying in the passenger seat, passed the fuck out. He still passed out? Vomit <laughs> all over him. Oh, man. So the cop was like, just leave him there. You know what I mean? Damn. So they left him in the car and took me to a police station. And I'm, I still got scrubs on because I work at the hospital. I got my scrubs on. I'm down there. And this was uh, downtown at that police station. And Roundhouse. I felt like I wasn't drunk because like once the cop got on me and oh, I started talking yeah. to him, I was wide right awake. The fuck up. Exactly. So he was like, I'm going to give you some time before I test you again. And we see what it say. If it's low, then we just going to let you roll. But if it's still high, we got to keep you. You know what I mean? So I'm in there. And that was one of the funniest nights. This is like people tripping. Yeah. It's girls getting locked. House is crazy. It's girls and hookers getting locked up because they yeah. is fighting, makeup all running. Oh, shit. So I'm in a, uh, I don't know what they call it, like the uh, the big room where everybody sit at the, the, the drunk station or whatever. Everybody in there. It's called a drunk tank. There you go. I'm in that joint. Everybody just telling their stories, talking and shit. And I'm telling, I told the guys, I said, I wasn't even drinking and driving. I, I was just sleeping in my car. And he said I was drinking. And they was laughing and shit because I told him I was in the middle of the street. <laughs> the other boy, he said he came out of his house, got in his car, started up, was listening to music, smoking. You know what I mean? He said then when the cops rolled up, he was done. So he ain't had no weed left. But the cops got him for uh, a DUI. And he was like, I wasn't but he even, wasn't even driving. It don't matter. The law says if the car is started. And that's what fucked him up. I was like, that's Damn. crazy. This is some bullshit. You know what I mean? And I that's stayed bullshit. there all night. You know what I mean? And people tripping and shit. And I got out the next day. So uh, I finally woke up, Danny. Of I course. finally woke up. Uh, woke up and, in the empty uh, escalade by yourself? Yeah, I finally woke up. I'm like, Damn. 
So I'm like, I got to keep mind, I got to throw up all on me, throw up all on my face and everything. How you so, gonna wake up? You got cops all around you. Leave. You ain't get. Nope. Didn't see none of this interaction, man. No, I ain't here. He was laid the fuck and out. I remember. I remember the, uh, another cop had came to me and said, I, I asked him, "Where was you taking him?" And he said, "Oh, he's going in." And I said, "Well, look, he can't get in trouble, anything like that. I don't want him to get in trouble, or anything." He was like, "Well, that's he. All right." He slammed the door, and I went back to sleep. <laughs> Ain't that shit. It's all right. Fuck it. Right. Cool. cool. Fuck so uh, I got up. I'm like, damn. See the car. The way the way they had him park the car. Let, let, let's just say like my hand is the curb. He was like way far to the curb. So it was damn near in the street. So I'm like, damn. I can't leave his car like this, like that. But I don't have his keys or anything. And I didn't know about the, um, you know, that uh, kill, kill switch start all that stuff. So I'm like, damn. So what I'm gonna do? So I'm like, man, I might walk home because I don't want to have be getting on septic or throw up all on me. So I was like, no, I ain't walking home. I'm going to just, uh, we was like almost right in front of the trolley where we stopped at. So I'm like, well, damn, when the trolley come up, I'm just going to run and catch it. Got on the trolley. Got throw up all on me. Everybody Dang. staring at me like. What time was it? Oh, it was like, had to be around about. Six, seven. In the it morning? was early. Yeah, that's a walk of shame, man. <laughs> you know how you do with the women? That's a walk of shame. So that's I a reverse joy. That's on you. <laughs> so I got home. I I got dressed. Then I had went to the police station on Willow Avenue, and they said no. Uh, go to Pine Street. Yeah, go to Pine Street. With the Pine Street, they said no. He he must be downtown in the roundhouse. As soon I went over there and asked about him, they didn't know. So I just automatically assumed that he he got out, a but I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I didn't He's hear like, anything. Man, so, fucked him up and threw him in the gutter. Somewhere. So so I went home after that, and then that's when he called me. Yeah, that was a crazy night. It was, and the thing was, I was at work and I was working long hours, so I didn't really want to celebrate my birthday. But my mom was like, "No, you gotta come, and there's some people down here. Just come down here, you know what I mean?" So I was like, "Fuck, let me just go down here." But if I went and did that, I'd been chill. You know what I mean? Right. So did y'all get just extra fucked up when y'all came to my job? Is that no, what happened? No, I think in Lou and Chew's, well, don't laugh, but I think she spiked our drinks. Well, I Damn. think I think, I think, she, I think she was cool with my mom because my mom worked around there and that was her spot. And I think they was giving us doubles but charging us singles. And we uh, wasn't paying no, no mind and just banging them back. Because we got uh, fucked up and we wasn't drinking. Like, we drunk way more than what we did oh, then. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then we got tore up from that. And then your, your spot probably was the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> Took us over the edge. So, uh... We saw the, well, I did look at the uh, Enquirer articles that you were talking about. Now, uh, the question is, why did it close? Do you think it was the L&I stuff? We or- closed it. We closed it. We didn't, we didn't get closed. Oh, well, they don't see? See, see, see that's on the, the paper whole it says thing. you did. Yeah. No, no, no. See, kind of like, after um, Maurice Adesai, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying, got murdered in front of the bar. And then, you know, the whole neighborhood was kind of like against us at that time. And we was kind of upset ourselves mm-hmm. because when we first got there in, you know, 2000, he was like 17 years old. He was a young boy. And he's always trying to come in the bar and, you know, we let him in the bar. He's big, big motherfucker. He said, you know, he was like a staple, you know what I'm saying, of the bar since he was young. And then, like, when he got killed out in front of the bar, for some shit that had nothing to do with the bar. Then they put us on the cover of the Daily News talking about eight murders in six years of a two-block radius. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But you can look at it. This, this, this city has 300 murders a year. I bet you you go two blocks of this, you can find 
Right. Six murders in eight years. You're going back eight years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go look that long, you're gonna find murders in a two block radius. Mm-hmm. So you can so they it's the spin move though. They try to put the spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers that ain't thinking would be like, Oh, yeah, these guys are menaces. See you know what I'm saying? That's why I think is is more of a gentrification thing than it was the violence. And, and they try to say that you had a whole bunch of L&I violations and all that shit. Nah, man. They ain't coming in and give us no violations. It, it kind of sounds like it's more of a, like, this name. See, when y'all closed at the time, it wasn't like how it is now. But like how you said, they think, well, people think, no, I didn't mean white people, Micah, when I said they. I meant the city. <laughs> he ain't even paying attention. <laughs> so, uh... uh you know, they think years ahead. See, right. it wasn't in 2009. It wasn't like how it is now. You see how it is now. So I'm thinking it was more of a gentrification thing. When I read that article, we got that's cl- the first thing I We thought. closed 2016. Oh, 16. I'm sorry. It wasn't like that, how it is now. I mean, listen. I, you know, right now, it, it's with the pandemic and all that shit. Shit is just a whole lot different. But, like, we just didn't want them... We even took the sign down from the deuce. We got the building. That's our building, man. It can't do nothing to that. That's our shit. We just don't have nothing there right now. Oh, like, so you own the building? We own the building. That's mm-hmm. our shit. Right. You don't see no fucking signs out front of Joan, like, 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 you know, when they take some shit mm-hmm. to the city, the board right. up. No, that's mm-hmm. our shit, dog. I got the keys to that motherfucker, man. Yeah, because they made it seem like that they shut it down. Nah. Nah, mm-hmm. now, I ain't going to say that if they would have came in there, they probably would have shut us down. Mm-hmm. But we was ahead of them. You know what I'm saying? We had a couple violations that probably would have been violations. But if you won't catch us in violations, then it ain't <laughs> violations. Right? You know what I'm saying? So we felt like since they put us on the cover of the Daily News, then they coming. Because they ain't putting us on the cover of the Daily News, and they ain't coming. They coming. So we had a couple violations that might have been violations at that time. You know what I'm saying? So we said, you know what? Let's beat them to it. You know what I'm saying? Let's beat them to it. Let's close. We're going we gonna to gracefully bow out, like Jay-Z said. You know what I'm saying? We, so we gracefully bowed out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so so uh, they never shut us down. Okay. So we was never shut down. So yeah, that's a, that, that, that fuels that rumor that, that they shut because of nannies down. They did not shut us down. Gentrification. No, uh, we actually... No, I think we, so. We, we cool on the justification. So, I, oh, I, I ain't saying there's anything bad, I'm but... I'm actually in favor sometimes of justification. Yeah, but it Believe seemed like they, they, they wanted to try to clean the neighborhood up. That's and, why they... Uh, and that's cool, too. Right. I'm okay with that. And I see that the, the, that the reverend, a pastor at the church there, he, he was talked highly of you. We gave this man money all the time. We helped mm. him. Mm-hmm. We wasn't a bad place. Cause he, they... They equate, you know, the strip club as being bad, but we're not bad. Right. The neighborhood could be bad as far as the dudes that come in it because a strip club is only going to attract the, the worst of the worst. No, you that's going, not true. Not, not true. the worst of the worst, <laughs> but you know. I used to bring some uh, square-ass TSA homies down there just to see it for the first time. They ain't never been to a strip club. Right. They used to love that shit. Because that's what I'm saying. It's when you want to tap into your ratchet side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anybody can go to a strip club, right. but that's when you're tapping in basically to your ratchet side. You want to see what it's like to try it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I say it's going to try. You don't have to be bad to go there, but you want to. Your intentions are bad, right? You want to have. You got to. Everybody has that. It's life, man. We all humans, man. 
you want to have those bad intentions. It's like it's like how um they on, on a day Chappelle Jones like white people like tonight we're getting fucked up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when you want to go to a strip club, you want to get fucked up. You want to maybe grab on some asses. I want to fuck with it. Whether you do it or not, that's your intentions to go there. Like you want to, you know what I mean? Right. Let's go fuck with these bitches tonight. And whatever happens, happens. Whether it happens or not, you ready for it all. So that's what I say. It attracts the worst of the worst. I'm talking about intentions more than people. Because everybody's good. It's your intentions that change you. Mm. It's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody have different intentions and what they, what they want to do. Right. So you're going to attract that. So that, kind of, that type of place isn't good for 52nd Street when they're, what they're trying to do. Right. They're trying to make it a little better and all that. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. And that's life. Right. And that's cool. We're cool with that. We had our fun. It was already a strip club before we bought it. So we're not the bad guys. We just bought an entity that was already there. Right. And enjoyed the time from it. Right. Oh, I enjoy. So no future plans? Or- Wait a minute. We, we, we uh, about a strip club or a bar? Yeah, no, we, we, we going to talk about the other spot. We, we'll get to that. I'm talking about that spot, though. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Was it any uh, future plans or anything on opening back up? or We have creative differences to keep it a whole hundred on what we want to do with it. Ooh, you my, pop, pops? my pops want to run like a BYOB um, hall there. We're trying to gut it out. He's actually in the middle of gutting it out right now. Uh-huh. But like, you know, we have different ideas. Like, well, what you want to do? I want to do like a, like, like, like a, um, like, like a hair drone, like, like a hair store. You know all the Chinese people got them hair, them hair stores, and right. like with all the hair products, like mm-hmm. fake hair, real hair, all that, all that shit, like, 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 like those hair, like hair buzz and all that shit. Right. Like you know what I'm saying, there's different ways to make money. You don't have to make money off alcohol. You don't have to make. But I mean, everybody, that's that's his joint though. I can't, I can have my own idea, but it's not mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he has his own idea, so that's what he wants to do. So that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do like a hall, so it might be a hall coming up there, like like where you can have parties and stuff like that. So that's what might be coming up. Right. But we have our creative differences of what we want to do. I kind of think that we need to go left. He wants to still go right. Mm-hmm. But it, there's no right or wrong thing, because I can't tell him what to do with his, you know, situation. So that's what it is. So uh, as you mentioned, you did a skit, a YouTube skit. With uh, Tasha Mack. Shout out to Tasha Mack. I'll, I'll send this to Tasha Mack once we get it up. Uh, the YouTube skit is hashtag personals, episode 15, Cousin Danny's, a.k.a. Big Kim. Damn. Uh, you'll see inside. <laughs> you'll see what we were talking about, all the stuff inside and everything. Great episode. Great yeah. episode, by the way. We ended up, um, me and the boy Ryan, um, like we, was, we used to follow each other on Twitter. And I think like he tweeted me or I tweeted him. I don't know how it ended up started. And it ended up he ended up coming to the bar and we ended up chopping it up for a minute and just getting creative, you know, ideas flowing. And he was like, I'm gonna bring my crew past, you know, later on in the day and we gonna, you know, see what we can do. So you did the skit the skit in the same day? Same day. Okay. Like it was crazy because we came back later on and um it ended up from alcohol. I mean, it was all freestyle. It, it was crazy. The whole skit mm-hmm. wasn't planned out. It wasn't. It was like we ended up. Everybody was there together. We ended up drinking and talking and kind of planning it out that way. We planned it out. 
And then after the alcohol started flowing, everybody was lit. It was like, yo, get the camera out. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do it right now. And you want to do it now? Let's do it right now. Why not? <laughs> and then, you know, it just, I was on the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, on a good night, man, I'm 15 shots of E&J in. For free? Well, <laughs> nothing is free because we bought it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my money helped buy bottles of alcohol also. But the bar would pay for it. The, it's the bar, the, the money that the bar is generating pays right. for the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So basically it's for free because it gets paid off of money made off of profit. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how bars do. You, you're basically working with house money. Like, like you go to Atlantic City or Vegas, whatever, like you're playing cards. I say, you, you know, mm-hmm. you spend 100 but make 600. Right. You know what I'm saying? So basically you're playing with house money. So all your house money doing is refurnishing what you just bought. So you're basically playing with house money because the, the hundred dollars that you invested, you would triple, quadruple, flip that a hundred times. So you're basically playing with all house money. So yeah, it's for free. On any given night, I'm 15, 20 shots in. Like I can't even lie to you. 15, 20 shots in. Because it's so easy to just go through them. Right. During the day of opening up at three o'clock, closing at two o'clock. Leaving at four o'clock. Imagine how many shots you can go through, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to be twisted. I don't leave there stumbling, drunk, fucked up because it's a whole day. Right. You know what I'm saying? I might be like, yo, like when your guys coming, yo, get them some drinks, and then we drink. Like you know, I, I guess you guys some drinks, and then I'll take one with y'all. I used you know to love. I used to love when I used to see uh, Danny up in there. I'd be like, oh, I'm getting my free drink. And I used to say the same line all the time. Yo, cuz, don't you owe me a drink? He's like, I owe you a drink. What owe you a drink for you? I was like, you don't remember? And then I just make some shit up. And he'd be like, all right, I got you. <laughs> get them a drink. Get both of them. Get them, get them whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? Because it came with, you know, the life. It, it was seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'm in a bar all day, every day. Like all day, every day. When I tell you I'm there cleaning up in the morning. <laughs> And I'm there like at night when we close. Like I'm there all day. Whether I leave out, but I gotta come back. I gotta leave out, but I gotta come back. Like, anytime I got, I got to be there. So it's like, imagine like I spent them there 17 years of my life in that joint all day, every day. And when I say on a good night, it was 20 shots of E and J. On a on a regular night, it's 10. Some nights I I, I used to be like, yo, I'm not drinking. I'm gonna tell you a story one time, right? Like I'm working the door one night, and um, I had a shot of Hennessy maybe like ten o'clock. That was it. But I was collecting money that night. Like that was my job that night to collect money at the door. So I was collecting money, and then uh, I probably didn't leave. I probably got like the bar closed at two. My homie hit me up like, "Yo, stop through. Let's smoke." Blah blah blah. So I probably I smoked with him maybe like to like four o'clock in the morning. I'm on my way home. From uh, from the bar, well, from uh, his crib, whatever, like that. I'm on 76. I'm riding 76. I'm adjusting my radio, right? This is, this is a true story on everything. I'm adjusting my radio. I look up, and I'm, like, straddling the road. Like, like my car is, like, on the, the lines. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, shit. And I, I get back over, and I'm like, I say to myself, yo, thank God there's no cops out here. Next thing I know, lights. Light. I'm like, oh, fuck. Pull over. 
License suspended, of course. You know what I'm saying? At that time. I mean, I was I was riding dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? License suspended. Wasn't for DUIs or nothing. Never had one. Used to drive drunk every day. Never had a DUI. So I pull over. Cop come up. Come up. My eyes red as shit. He's like, and, and my phone is lit because as soon as I, I got pulled over, I called baby mom. I'm like, yo, you might have to come get me. Because I, I know my, I know my, my license is suspended. I'm like, yo, you might have to come get me, yo. I'm just letting you know right now. I'll call you in a minute. So I, 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 I hang up the phone. So the cop walks up. My phone is like still lit. He was like, oh, that's what you was doing. And I'm like, uh, okay. He was like, I guess because he seen the phone. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you was on the phone? And I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever he wanted. Like, yeah, whatever you say, officer. Yeah, I was on the phone. <laughs> So he was like, all right, so license registration insurance. So I had the license. I gave my, my, I was like, my license suspended, whatever, whatever. So he comes, he goes to his car, comes back, and he's like, um, my partner thinks you're drunk, <laughs> but I don't think you're drunk. He's like, I do you, he's like, do me a favor. If you, you know, blow into this, you know, you know, what's your car? So he's like, if you blow into this, if you pass, I'll let you go. If you fail, I'm locking you up. I said, yeah, yeah, any day. Why not? But I knew I drank about 10 o'clock, but it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I didn't, and it's the only one of the only nights that I didn't have 20 <laughs> shots of fucking EJ in the bar. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm confidently, I'm going to blow all this weed in this fucking breathalyzer for you, dog. Because I'm hiding a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I'm blowing that motherfucker and the shit come back clean. And he's salty as shit. <laughs> And he's like, I'm a man of my word, you can go. So I start to get cocky and talk a bunch of shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, officer, I'll never get pulled over. I don't know why y'all pull me over, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I don't know why, because your license is suspended. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm crying to the motherfucker, like, oh shit. You did peep that, huh? <laughs> So, but he said he was gonna let me go, and he let me fucking ride because I wasn't drunk. Mm-hmm. He let me ride, man. Like I'm saying, like that's just one 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 crazy fucking story, man. It's fuck like I was drinking there every night, man. So uh, y'all have another spot, cousin Danny's Lounge on 5001 Market Street. Yeah, it you know we we have another spot up there, and it's it, it's for um, we have like membership. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a a spot that's open to the public. Okay. You gotta have a membership to get in the joint and even be able to drink in in the joint. Because if you don't have memberships, you can't drink in it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, a spot that's open to the public. Okay. So Philip got a lifetime membership. <laughs> you guys gotta buy membership. Oh shit. <laughs> so <laughs> because uh, the, the the state owns the apple. And we can't sell alcohol to anybody that's not a member per the state. Uh, okay, I see you have a lot of musical and and first of all, I see how it's uh, racially diverse from the pictures. It's all white people. Oh shit! I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> but that don't matter. But who books the uh, music and comedy guests? We we have um, like a booking agency that does all of that. Okay. Yeah. His, you know, he his. I don't have his contact on information on me off the top of my head because of the COVID situation, we actually haven't had any shows in there since February. Okay. Yeah. Now, is it an older crowd or? It can range. It can range. It can range. It can range from, you know, 
from 21 to about 50. Was that where we supposed to been going that night when I was following you or following the chick? I can't even remember, <laughs> man. And, and and if we was going anywhere, it would most likely be my joint. It would most likely be 50th Street. Yeah, because remember one time we were supposed to uh, go to a comedy show that he was having mm-hmm. and we With couldn't Michael find Blackstone. the place. I can't find it. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't find it. It was 50 of the market. I was just like, and we was like over there. I'm like, is it a house? And we like looking right, all around and shit. Spot looks like a house. Yeah, we went up there. It yep. looks like a house. You wouldn't think it's a club until you actually came in. When you came in, you're like, oh shit. There's a lot of there's a lot of Puerto Rican spots like that in North North Philly. Uh huh. Look like a house up front, and you go in. It's like set up like a club. Remember, we went to the one in uh, University City. It mm-hmm. was like that. Yeah. Southwest kind of like that too. Because, but as far as with the Liberian, I'm mm. talking about Liberian. Right. There's there's about maybe ten. I don't want to put people out there, but it's about maybe ten after hour spots that people dedicate whole houses to after hours. So you might think it's a house, and when you walk in, there's a bar. Oh, yeah. There's another strip club. I, I know you guys love them strip clubs. <laughs> there's one on Lancaster Avenue. Y'all know about that joint? We've been out of loop for a while now. What in Lancaster? Oh, okay. I, I can't put this spot right, out there. Right. I don't want to get them on, you know. <laughs> You'll tell us later. Yeah, we can talk <laughs> off camera. But when you you would never in your life think it's it's a strip club. Never. Mm. You walk in this joint, and this joint is better than Cousin Danny. <laughs> what? I swear to God. Upstairs, downstairs, lap dances, VIP rooms, hookah lounges. You would never in your life think it's what it is. Never mm. in your life. Okay. Never, ever, ever, ever. And ever. it's still running strong right now. It's running. I can't believe you just put that much money into it. Last time I was there, well, I was there, I was there two months ago, but before that, last time I was there was maybe like a year and a half ago. Maybe I went there in 2018, and it was like a regular old ass building. Like when you walk in, it was an old ass building mm-hmm. that motherfuckers is doing. But I went there two months ago. And oh my God, that shit looked like a, it looked better than Cousin Danny's. That shit was dope. Mm-hmm. That shit was dope. They put a bunch of money in this illegal joint. I'm like, why you put money in a legal joint? But, uh, you know, everybody do what they do. Mm-hmm. I would never put money like that. They put a bunch of money into an illegal joint. Mm-hmm. They didn't shut y'all down at any time. Right. Hopefully they don't. That's why I don't want to, you know, put them out there like that. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's a nice mm-hmm. spot. I can't lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, either way. There's nice ladies in there. You know, you can have a good time. I think it's like it opens from like twelve to like seven, eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So you know what them, you know what them hours, you know what it's hitting for, right? <laughs> Y'all know what it's hitting for, man. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, Mister Danny, uh, what's your Instagram? I mean, it's cousin Danny Junior all the way around, man, and all um all, all aspects uh, of Twitter, Instagram, and um and well, Facebook is, is Danny Freeman. No, okay. you know, we all use our real names on Facebook. But um, oh, Danny Freeman Jr. Because Pop is Danny Freeman Sr. But Danny Freeman Jr. on Facebook, Instagram, Cousin Danny Jr. Twitter, Cousin Danny Jr. Okay, so, uh, oh, don't forget Cousin Danny's Lounge, 5001 Market Street. You need a membership to enter. I, I see that they have a lot of musical and comedy guests. So if you end up listening to music and comedy... Make a membership. They have comedy shows. Yeah, we have a comedy yeah. shows here and there. Uh, Michael, we we most likely do um we do a lot of uh punk rock mm-hmm. and, and and heavy metal. Okay, Michael, where we at? They don't uh, shoot nobody. Time.
No, where we at? Location. Plug your plug your uh studio. What studio? Uh yeah. Address. Nine two three North Watch Street. Uh your Instagram. At Michael Forsyth or at Watch Studio underscore PHL. Your Twitter. Same thing. At, at Michael Forsyth. Okay. Oh, uh, Philip, you got anything you want to plug? No social media. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Follow the Judgmentals on Instagram at the two underscores Judgmentals, J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-S. Or you can follow me on Twitter, Grand Luchador, Grand underscore Luchador, L-U-C-H-A-D-O-R. And uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, first of all, let's give a little toast. Let's give a toast. Uh, put your dial in your, uh, put your, dial in your, your lighter in the air, uh, Micah. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Danny, for um for always supporting us and always liking our Instagram and listening and all that stuff. I hey appreciate man, you. Yeah, you know I mean, like you guys used to come through the club. You guys, I appreciate you guys for always coming through the club, always, you know, being loyal members of the club and coming through and then, you know, and, and enjoying yourself and always being, you know what I'm saying, um courteous when you guys came in and you guys never started no drama. You know what I'm saying? You guys all I passed out. Through. I fell on the ground. I mean, hey, man. I mean, you were enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're not worried about that. Like, you know, some people came through with, with, with ill intentions. Mm-hmm. You guys always came through with, with good intentions. And that's why I always, like, whatever you guys needed when you guys came in, it was always love on my end. I mean, I, I know a lot of people used to come to the club, a lot of, you know, a lot of customers and stuff like that. You guys is always one of the ones that always stuck out to me. So that's why I always try to show you guys love. You guys was, was real dudes. And we always, you know what I mean, had a good rapport when we came in, and it was always love, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate that. It. And uh, when you come back, we'll get on you about your sports shit, too. Because this is this is a sports <laughs> podcast. So we're going to get on you yeah, about yeah. Your, your, your your sports shit and your Embiid, and you like Embiid and Ben Simmons. We're, we're a little late now. We'll get into that next time. Uh, <laughs> so when's definitely. the next thing? I'm a big sports you? fan. All Philly, all Philly teams, man. I, I don't like no other teams, but I like the Flyers, like the Phillies, like the Eagles, like the Sixers, man. Well, when's mean, the next Danny interview, Phil? Because you said six months for uh, Stacy. When's the next Danny interview? I don't know. Set it up. Okay. Set it up, man. I'm available, man. Hit me up. All right. I say around what? We'll give you around fall. We'll, you can come back. We'll get on you since you're a returning guest. We can get on you about sports. Definitely. Couldn't get into you now. We, we, we can talk some sports. Man. We want to tell you a story. Talk some more stories. We can get into it. All right. Definitely. I appreciate it. Definitely. Right. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Hey, yo, man. It's your time. And fuck poverty. Get this money, man.